Hello there, you fucks. Hello, you fucks. How are we? What's happening? Kyle McNally here. How are we? Uh, what's going on, gang? We're back. We're back up in this bitch. I'm a day late. I apologize. Your boy had a busy week. As I talked about on last week's episode, uh, the baby was coming. That was what we discussed. And uh, she is here. The baby was born. The baby is beautiful. My daughter is beautiful. Just like her mother and her father, for the record. But beautiful baby girl. Uh, she's she's in the NICU, my daughter. She's got some issues. She's struggling right now, but she's doing good. We're, we're staying positive. She's doing great. Uh, every day has gotten a little better, so we're, going, we're getting through it, you know. I uh, I won't dwell on it the whole episode. I won't get all... <laughs> I don't want to cry on my own damn podcast. Uh, but it was tough. We knew... We found out during the pregnancy. I didn't talk about it or anything because not easy to talk about. And also, you just kind of want to think the best, stay positive, all that cliche shit. But we found out that there was something up with the kidneys in the womb. We didn't really know what the fuck it was. They didn't know what it was. It was one of those things where until she was here, they couldn't say for sure what it was. But they found out, and uh, they I mean, at one point, they told us there was a chance she could be dead within four hours. There was a chance she could be fine. Nothing could happen. She might need a transplant later in life. There was a million outcomes. They really didn't know. And over the course of, like, the next few weeks, obviously, we it was a lot. We You know what I mean? We had to go in my... My girlfriend had to get, like, two or three appointments a week. Like, multiple appointments a day sometimes, but, like, two or three days a week she'd have to go over to the hospital and get shit checked out the whole last five, six weeks of the pregnancy. And the whole time during it, I couldn't go in because of COVID bullshit. So, it's just, it sucked. You know, it's not, you can't expect her or anyone to go in and know what the fuck all these medical words that thrown at them on top of, like, the emotions of hearing all this sad, potential sad shit about your kid. So, it was tough. The last couple months have been tough, you know. They've been up and down a lot, but the doctors we dealt with were all good, and as it went on, she kept fighting and shit, you know. I don't want to go too deep into the medical stuff because I'm no fucking expert anyways, but they kept checking her, and she was passing the test enough that we could, they thought she might have to deliver, like, 30 weeks, which would be early. We made it to 36, which is still early, but we'll take it so we knew there was a chance and uh she was she came out with kidney issues the way in the womb the way the the lungs need so when the kidneys pee in the womb though that fluid somehow helps the lungs develop i don't fucking know but it's pretty much that and with the kidneys messed up if they weren't producing enough fluid the lungs might not develop so the lungs were always kind of the question the kidneys Still an issue, but... So she came out with lung issues. Her lungs weren't strong. There's some holes in her fucking lungs and shit. Kidneys fucked up. One of them pretty much doesn't work. One of them's barely working. But... It's not gonna be a sad episode. <laughs> uh, it's not because... We're staying... Uh, it's... It sounds so corny and stupid, but in a situation like this, all you can do is... Believe the cliches, and we are. We're staying positive. She's doing better every fucking day. Uh, the lungs are getting stronger every day. She's al- she's almost off the ventilator, hopefully in a couple of weeks. Uh, she's, the kidneys or whatever, she's got a dialysis thing they put in. Needs a couple of weeks to recover. Hopefully it recovers and 
She's doing better and better. All we can do is go visit her in the NICU. We're lucky. We live in Boston. We got the best hospitals in the world. We got. So we're 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 happy with what where we're at. It's getting better every day. All we can do is, like I said, at times like this, the cliche shit is like really all you got, and it's true though. Stay positive. Keep visiting her. Trust the doctors. Boston got the best hospitals in the world. We're very lucky. So, we're doing good. We we're not gonna dwell on it all episode. Do a sad episode, but. Just to update, I, I know I talked about the baby was coming, so how to address it, and uh, that's why the episode's late. A little hectic this week, not a lot of sleep, a lot of emotions, but, you know, visiting her every day. Keep doing that. She's getting better and better. She took her first fucking dump the other day, so we were happy. Didn't shit for two days, and then finally shit. They said it broke the NICU record, so very proud of her for that, you know. That's the McNally in her. We'll uh, take that to the bank. Yeah, uh, nurse. Nurse said she'd been doing a nursing for a long fucking time. She said, I'd never seen a shit like that from a kid that young. You know what I mean? She said it was like a 30-year-old man shit, so very proud of her. Big old poops. And keep getting better. It's baby steps, but ideally we keep getting better and better. She's home in, I don't know, a couple weeks, month. But she'll be home eventually. Like I said, uh, we're not going to dwell on that the whole episode. That's not what I want to do. I want to keep it positive because I do... I do got faith it's all going to work out and be good in the end, and it's a p- comedy podcast, so we're going to have some fun. I just had a baby, watch my girl, my fiance, my girlfriend go through fucking labor, got some shit to talk about, you know what I mean, how do you not, any guy who's done it, they all know what I'm talking about, he got some stuff to talk about out this bitch. So it all started, we were, Thursday, we were supposed to get a deuce, like I said on the pod, so they told us. Wake up at, like, 6 a.m., call us, and then you're scheduled to get induced at 8 a.m. That was Thursday. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So I'm thinking, I just wake up at 6 and hop in the shower like an idiot. I guess I should have thought about it. So we call, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're we're full. You can't come. (laughs) This is a fucking hotel. You told us to come. (laughs) You scheduled this. So they're like, call us at 8. We're like, all right, whatever. But then someone calls back. Uh, calls her back and they're like, "Hey, fuck it, just come in. Uh, we'll put you in one room. We'll we'll start doing a little test we need to do, and then we'll get you all set up with the bed as soon as it's ready." So we go in. They set her up for test. We're in like a, not a not like the room you give birth in, but it's a room on that floor and shit. Which whatever. They start doing some tests on what they got to do, and then they just like, "Hey, there's no rooms. It's gonna be hours." Like some doctor comes in that we didn't even see before. He's just like, "It's gonna be hours." He's like, "I don't know if you want to go home, if you want to walk around." He's like, "But." I'm <laughs> just letting you know. So thankfully, we're fucking in my parents' basement anyway, so only like 10 minutes away, so we're like, fuck, we'll just go home. So we go home, and they're like, yeah, just give us a call, like, around 11.30, we're supposed to call them first, 11.30, 12. Call them, like, 11.30. They're like, oh, I don't know, just call us back in, like, an hour. We're like, all right, call them again, like, 1.30, give them some time. And they're like, oh, it's really busy, like, just give us, like, give us, like, another hour or two. It's like... Are we having a fucking baby here? Is are we having a baby today? Like, what is going on here? I I feel like I'm talking to a fucking pizza place that's running thirty minutes late with my calzone right now. Like, we're talking about my fucking baby. You know, it just didn't make sense to me. So they kept doing that, and then finally they were like, "Come in." I think it was like five o'clock. So we got there at like maybe four thirty-five. I think around five fifty, maybe Thursday night. They gave her the first. Like, uh, medicines and shit. 
So they gave her the medicines. They thought, whatever, inducing her, I guess, is what they say. So they knew because she was early and stuff that it probably wasn't going to be that night. It would take a long time to, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> how to politely or scientifically say, like, open up the vagina. <laughs> it would take some time to do that, I guess is what I'm getting at. So they gave her that shit, and we just kind of hung out the first night. We knew it probably wouldn't be that. And she was doing all right for a while, honestly. She wasn't, she didn't really seem to be in pain. They said she was having some contractions. She was doing okay. And, uh, I mean, for me, selfishly, like, I'll complain. Obviously, she went through hell, but it doesn't change the fact. I mean, I understand no one wants to hear my plight in the situation, and I get that, and <laughs> rightfully so. But it doesn't change the fact that the bed thing I had, the couch thing, was terrible. Horrible cheer. Extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> that just is the facts. You know, I'm not... I get she went through a lot more, but it doesn't change the fact that this couch sucked, you know? So, I got the... It's like it's like you were crashing on like your buddy's dorm. I had, like, half a chair couch type thing, and then, like, my legs legs were too long, so I had to pull over, like, a rocking chair that was in the... And my feet were on, like, the rocking chair. Half my body was on this couch thing. Complete nightmare, you know? But nothing the first night. So we're there all night Thursday, sleep for a few hours. And in the middle of the night, this poor girl, all you could hear was the woman in the room or, like, down the hall or something. Like, she was literally, I mean, giving birth. So, I mean, screaming at the top of her lungs. You can hear it through the walls. And, and I'm, like, trying not to audibly giggle because in my head I'm, like, holy fuck, thank God I'm not doing that. Like, as terrible as it is, Lord forgive me. But, I mean... I was sitting there, like, my girlfriend's literally having contractions, like, looking at me. And this girl's screaming bloody murder through the wall. And I'm, like, giggling like a child. Like, jeez, Louise, you got to do that? Are you, are you fucking crazy? You're doing that? <laughs> just, <laughs> it was just crazy. So nothing, the whole first night, really. So even, like, in the morning, she, uh, you, she said, like, the contractions were starting to hurt and stuff. So she uh, got, like, whatever, some pain, meds or whatever. And, I mean, I'm literally, like, just chilling there, you know? Like, she's, like, in agony. And I'm just watching The Sopranos. Like, I'm watching Tony Wibbs-Elman with the fucking belt <laughs> while the shy lights are playing in the background. I'm just chilling. And she's in agony. And I'm just, it's just, it's kind of just a waiting game. There's really not much you can do. She's uncomfortable. She's rolling around, tossing and turning. And then it was getting later in the day, that, like, night, second night. And, uh, <laughs> and then, so at this point, she's really, like, in, she's, she got, like, the pain, the medicine and stuff helped with the pain, but she still wasn't comfortable. And she's, I mean, she's, I don't know if it's, it's considered being in labor. I, in my head, labor was always, like, when they're actually pushing the baby out. That's why I was always horrified when people said, like, 24-hour labor. I'm like, they pushed the baby out of there for, like, 24 hours? Like, that was always insane in my stupid head. So, she, she's doing all right, you know, she's in pain. though. And then I started uh, fodding because I've been eating the hospital food, you know what I mean? What do you want me to do and I was ripping real stinky farts. So she's flipping the fuck out. Like, like actually getting mad, telling me I have to leave the room and stuff. And I'm dying laughing because any guy, if you, anytime you, someone gets mad because you're farting, you're going to laugh. You know what I mean? So I'm ripping. And it's like I've eaten hospital cheeseburgers every day. You know what I mean? They don't have a diverse menu. I'm not going to try the fucking, <laughs> I'm not going to try the fucking fish. Like, you know what I mean? I'm eating a cheeseburger. Like, it's going to make me shit and fart. Taking four shits a night. What do you want me to do? I'm stuck in this room with you here supporting you. You know what I mean? Deal with the thoughts. But she was getting pissed. And I mean, again, rightfully so. She's in labor pretty much. 
and I'm just letting them rip, stinking up the joint. I'm laughing. Nurses are coming in and out. I can't help it. So then I, I, I was a gentleman, though. I saw it as the night went on, walking into the bathroom every fought, like an adult, which I do remember as a kid. It made me laugh thinking about it because I was like, what are we, like an old married couple? I do remember as a kid my <laughs> my mother getting mad at my father sometimes, like on the couch, and ma- <laughs> and she'd tell him <laughs> he had to get up and go in the kitchen to fart, and he would obviously just never do it. <laughs> he just would fart on the couch, like like a man. A, a man's supposed to fart on the woman. Like, let's <laughs> let's lay down the law here. <laughs> so that was a fun part of the night. <laughs> just uh, letting him rip. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so then, then the crazy, I mean, then it was craziness. You know I mean, then she actually gave birth, which is insane. You know what I mean? You, you, my, one of my buddies had warned me, but you know, I didn't even like really know what he meant. He was like, He's like, you're expected to be more than just a hype man. Because, like, all you think you got to do is just be there for her, right, for support. And he's like, I'm telling you. He's like, you get thrown in the middle of it. And, I mean, I, they literally, like, I was holding up her legs when she pushed and stuff. You know what I mean? I was, like, part of the fucking procedure, I guess. There's all sorts of doctors and nurses and stuff. But then it was craziness, honestly. Like, she, they knew she was going to have the potential issues. So when she was born, the NICU nurses and team were already there. And they pretty much took her right away to, like, the side bed with the heater. And they hooked her up and started running tests and... So it sucked. We didn't get to hold her. We still haven't got to hold her, actually. It's been almost a full week. A couple hours. She'll be born for a week. So it does suck, but it's for the best. We'll get to hold her when she's ready, and uh, it'll be great. Ooh, get a little sad there, Fatso. Huh, did you? Uh, but yeah. So we won't, it was just craziness after that, honestly. Just a little craziness. Then that was it. She was here. Took her to the NICU, pretty much said, like, you can't even see her until the doctors get her going somewhat, get her feeling all right, a little normal. So then we were just pretty much chilling. And uh, I think I just went downstairs, got my girlfriend, like, something to eat and some waters and stuff for the room. Chilling out. Uh, <laughs> some old lady, some old bitch. She fucking was holding the door for me when I ran downstairs one of the times. And it was like... She was walking, it was like a security guard had to let us in, and she was walking next to me and the security guard. And when he opened the door for me, I said, like, he pressed the button over the scanner or whatever. I said, oh, thanks, buddy. And she didn't hear what he said, so she leaned to him. And uh, he, <laughs> so she leaned kind of, so I thought she wasn't going in that doorway, so I just started walking. And at the last, like, second, it was awkward because she tried to walk in, and clearly I was, like, cutting this old bitch off. So I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't realize you were walking in there. It was a little awkward. And uh, this old bitch instantly just hits me with, uh, she just goes, it's all right, bald before beauty. And I don't even think she had seen the back of my head yet. She was going straight off my hairline, knew I was a bald fuck, and just fucking toasted me. There was no, it made me laugh, honestly. It brought some levity to the the hospital trip. It did, like, make put a smile on my face. I did laugh. We actually talked on the uh, elevator after we were laughing. I told her I just had a baby. She was a very nice woman, actually. But that old bitch, shout out to you. You made me smile, making fun of my bald ass. Uh, and yeah, so that was that was the shortened summary of the birth. Bring a sandwich up and uh, they, you know, just hang out. The doctors came in and checked her. They're like telling her all this stuff, and they're like, "Yeah, so nothing inside your vagina for six weeks at least. Like you come for your six week checkup, you know." And I'm just kind of looking at the dog. I'm like, "Come, I'm like nothing. Like come on, <laughs> you know, come nothing." You know, what a what a, a tongue? A tongue isn't it's soft. A tongue squishy. You know what I mean, what's what's the what's the issue, Doc? 
my girlfriend didn't like that I uh real loud. I was very like loud and abruptly cut off the doctor like, is that just the vagina? Is that is that butthole and malts or what's up with that? Is that I am just for medical reasons, I'm gonna be helping take care of her. I just should know. <laughs> she didn't like that. She also didn't like the million times I made pretty much the same joke in a different way about <laughs> I kept implying that the doctors <laughs> made a comment about how her vagina was already stretched. <laughs> like that was that was my big joke to make myself laugh, and she didn't like that. I did learn while I was in there. Uh, I I don't know if other men learn this. I feel like I other guys are probably with me on this. I could just be a dumb idiot, which I, I don't know, but I think guys are with me on this. Uh, I learned you you just kind of it's like the vagina. You know, you know, like the words exist. Like I've heard of like a cervix and a vulva and from the episode of Seinfeld, like. You know there's parts of it, but, like, you know, I just assume the parts are all there. You know, anything anything I can access by finger easily, I just assume it's all lumped in that little section, you know, where you do the business. I just assume that's it. Like, a pee hole's mixed into the mix somewhere, and that's it. But <laughs> what I'm getting at, which made me realize how wrong I was, is they come in, and they're like, we'll check your cervix to see how dilated you are if the baby's coming. And, I mean, they sit down on the bed and, like, their feet are moving as if they're, like, reaching up further and further and need to get leveraged. And you're just sitting on the side, and you can only see from, like, there's, like, half a blanket blocking it, so you can't see the whole thing. And you're like, how, where is she, what, what is this, what is, where is she going? How is this, how is this happening? How much of her hand is up there? You can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm an idiot. Oh, <laughs> uh, but you gotta laugh. You gotta have some fun with the stuff, right? Oh, you gotta laugh it up, gang. Nothing inside for six weeks. Like, are you insane, Doc? It's like, <laughs> yeah, but she can do a hand job, right? Doc, tell her. Tell her, Doc. She can do it. <laughs> You're like elbowing the Doc. Like, hey, tell her if she can fucking... I'll slip, you, <laughs> slip the Doc a hundred bucks. <laughs> Make sure you remind her her mouth works. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, so that was... That's it. I'm a... I'm a father. Out of pappy. Uh, so she's here. Beautiful girl. Thoughts and prayers, T's and P's, positive thoughts, positive vibes. We'll get her home soon. But uh, so that that was that was what happened in my life. That was the big doing. And then I mean, just to get back to normal podcast stuff, like uh, the do some uh, some house cleaning. Just check off the old list here, the old uh, normal stuff. I uh, I fought and shit came out today, like literally today, whatever today, Friday. Friday the fucking April 9th, 30 years of age, and I fucking fought and shit came out today in my kitchen. <laughs> I don't even got a, I got no defense, I wasn't hung over, I wasn't drunk. It shouldn't have happened, you know, it just, it shouldn't have happened, there's no excuse. It, it inexcusable uh, shit. Sometimes you might shit your pants, you know, I mean, maybe you had a long drive, maybe you're hung over as hell, maybe you're sick, you couldn't get out of bed. None of that. Absolutely none of that. I just, I had a <laughs> sausage, egg, and cheese on an onion bagel. I finished it. It was delicious. 
had a couple sips of water from the tap, and uh, next thing I knew, I ran upstairs because I, because <laughs> I knew that my pants were wet, <laughs> and uh, ran up there. No big deal. Not my first rodeo, you know what I mean? Take a shit, wipe your ass, a little messy, wipe it thoroughly, quick shower, fucking take your undies off, go downstairs and change into some new undies when your girlfriend's pumping breast milk so she's in the bathroom she doesn't know, you know? <laughs> Bingo, bango, problem solved. So that's where I'm at. You know, I'm a father, I'm a <laughs> very responsible adult, and uh, I had an accident today. What do you What do you want me to do? At least I can... Uh, be a man and talk about it. I did it in solidarity with my daughter. That's why I did it. I'm not immature. I'm not disgusting. I did it in solidarity, fist up in the air with her. She was taking big old <laughs> dumps, setting the NICU record. I said, hey, I'm with you, girl. I'll do some outlandish dumps, too. And I've done big ones, so what's a little crazy? Right in the fucking draws, like I'm a youngin' again. I think every adult, at least guys, you, uh, I feel like every guy shits his pants every five to ten years it just kind of <laughs> it happens the last time i did i probably talked about this i shit down my pants uh when i was coaching the kids basketball team travel game driving back me and my buddy who were the coach together and i had to pull into a fucking wendy's and uh go in the bathroom <laughs> wipe my leg down in the shower and shit <laughs> that was probably that was probably like seven to nine years ago or so so i guess i was due due for a nice dump Seven to nine years, hell of a run. You know, maybe maybe at the kid's fucking tenth birthday I'll do one. <laughs> Just on GP I'll do a nice one. <laughs> but that's where we're at. The McNally family is taking dumps. <laughs> that's where we're at, too. <laughs> and then, last but not least, this will be a shorter episode probably, but, you know, I didn't... I didn't even want to do it, to be honest with you. It was busy all week on top of the emotions. Just busy. You're in a, we were in and out of the hospital all the time. You're driving back and forth. And you're sitting at the hospital. You're hanging out. You're getting all this information thrown at you. But we're doing it. We're doing one every fucking week. That's what I said when I started. I'm not going to stop. Anywho, as I said, I'd be... I mean, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to end it this way, but I can't not discuss it because we lost a legend. Uh, I, I mean... Just a legit legend, DMX, RIP DMX. I mean, I honestly think somehow he's kind of underrated. I don't, and, and he's, if that even makes sense, because he's a megastar. He was humongous. He has, like, he has, like, 10 to 15 songs that, like, everyone knows who's, like, under the age of, like, maybe 35 to 40. Everyone knows. He has, like, 10 to 15 of those songs. Even if he didn't like rap, you just knew his hits growing up. Plus, like... 20 to 30 at least other like great songs he had i mean just two multi-platinum cds came out in the first year his first two cds his first five i didn't even know this until i read it after he died first five cds open at number one just an absolute monster one of my favorites ever i don't i haven't sat down and made an old <laughs> hip-hop list in a long time but uh i definitely did in my teenage years and dmx i mean i'd have to like really sit down and think about it but i mean i don't see any way DMX isn't in anyone's top 20 to 25 ever. I, I don't see how. And that might even be, like, way too high. I'm That's just spitballing here, but just a monster. R.I.P. DMX. I wanted to open and close with DMX songs. I uh, I don't I don't know if I get sued for that. <laughs> I don't know how that stuff works. So we didn't do it. But, I mean, just a monster. Some of, like, 
the hoodest songs of all time. Some of like the catchiest rap songs of all time. Like such a crazy mix of like radio hits and like some of the hoodest like like saying craziest shit songs you ever heard. Plus like some of like just hilarious songs, whether they're supposed to be hilarious or not. Like just just the man. I was always down with them. Belly, great fucking movie. I genuinely like Belly. I always have. Uh just, I mean, the opening scene in Belly, when they fucking shoot up the place and rob it with the fucking black and white lights flashing. I haven't watched that movie in years. I'm just thinking about it right now. I mean, just, uh, I don't know no fucking Keanu, man. <laughs> like, just great. He's just the best. So, R.I.P. to a real one. DMX was actually living in a halfway house in South Boston, my neighborhood. He was, like, within, a, like, a couple of years ago, I remember multiple people being like, yeah, he's going to meetings, like, at this place that does meetings up the street and, like, he was <laughs> hanging out in Salty, like, which is cool as hell. But I had to mention it. R.I.P. DMX. Just the best, man. Some of the, like I said, legendary radio hits that, like, like nerdy white girls, yuppie white girls, no DMX songs. Like, he has those type of hits, like, just bangers, anthems. And then he also has, like, these crazy hood ones. Like, he has, so- like, insane songs. I mean... What these bitches want from a an N word, like obviously I can't say it, but that song, I mean, what, remember, remember what's his name, the fucking little nerd, Ben Shapiro. Remember he did that Cardi B video where he was just reading WAP lyrics. He's like that wet ass P word. Like let's get Ben Shapiro to a DMX. That's what I'd like to see. Like, like what these bitches want from an N word. Somebody let me know, because <laughs> he has that whole he has that whole second verse where he just raps girls' names in that song. Remember, people know that song? I hope everyone listening knows that fucking song, dude. Like, Brenda, Letitia. Like that. Brenda, Letitia. <laughs> N-word. What these bitches want? Inez, Alicia. <laughs> that whole shit. One of them, he's like, I met her at an ice cream parlor. <laughs> like, I just need Ben Shapiro. Like, there was Brenda, Letitia, Inez, Alicia. What these bitches want from an N-word? What do they want? Somebody let me know. What these bitches want from an N-word. Or just the song My N-Words with Ben Shapiro doing it. That'd be good. Some N-Words that you don't want to try. My N-Words. Some N-Words that's really do or die. My N-Words. <laughs> that's what we need. Someone call Ben Shapiro. Tell his ass. You ever see Ben Shapiro's sister with them big ass tits? I don't know why. The internet has told me that, and I've looked it up, and they are big. <laughs> but uh, that would be great. Oh, that'd be fun. Let's get him doing DMX. But yeah, man. R.I.P. to just... One of my favorites, honestly. One of the best rappers ever. One of, the, I mean, especially people like me. I was born in 1990. People like from the 90s, like we didn't really grow up as much with some of the original like rap. I mean, I like, like I've gone back and listened. I like some Eric B and Rock Kim, that type of stuff. But we didn't grow up with them. We grew up with dudes like DMX, and I mean, just a monster. Those Rough Rider videos, bro. Are you joking? The fucking dudes on the dirt bikes and the four wheelers and shit. The pit bulls. Oh my goodness, man! The stuff he would scream before was like, "It's not a fucking game!" Like, "You will not take this from me, baby! You will not take this from me, baby!" <laughs> oh man, you could run through a fucking wall listening to DMX shit, man. Oh goodness gracious! I'm about to listen to nothing but DMX for like three days. I'm about to be in the NICU, <laughs> blasting fucking DMX, <laughs> get kicked out of there. <laughs> oh man, you nurses like the DMX, baby? Oh, just a legend. R.I.P. to a legend. Uh, like I said, hate to end the show that way on a sad note, but uh, just a legend. How to talk about him. How to talk about him. R.I.P. DMX. Thanks for listening, guys. I said it'd be kind of a short episode. We almost, 
Eh, we got about 30 minutes. If I do a little silence here, if I just talk a bunch of bullshit for the next five seconds, we're fucking at 30 minutes. Like I said, wanted to do the update, wanted to still do a fun episode, keep it upbeat, so I hope I did a nice little mix. Keeping everyone in the loop. I don't want, I don't plan on talking about the kid every week, probably, I don't, I mean, maybe I will. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm an open book. I say I'm not going to talk about stuff, and then when I got nothing to talk about, I just, shit gets real, you know? Stop being polite and stop being real, but... We're going to keep having fun. We're going to keep doing the episode. Positive thoughts. All good vibes towards me, the baby. My fiance, my lovely fiance, who she's doing great. She's a beast. She did great during the whole thing. And uh, I hope you had fun. R.I.P. DMX. Go listen to DMX. Play Slippin' right now just to start it off so you realize how good that song is. You realize you forgot that song even though it was a radio hit. And then just take it from there. I I have like four or five full DMX CDs on my phone. I had him before he died, for the record. And uh, I, I, I'm just going to hit shuffle on that bitch for a while. And we're going to listen to it. I love you. Thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. Love you all. Bye-bye.